And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with Nathan Jones and Patrick Oliver, and it's great to be here with you today as we have a great topic prepared for you as we talk about lawlessness in the last day. So stay tuned for our program. And those of you following us on social media, we'd love for you to share this program with your friends and family. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Patrick Oliver if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Happy to do so. Father God, thank you so much for your goodness, your grace, and your love in our lives, Lord. And be with us today as we share with this audience and discuss this age of lawlessness, Lord, and how we should understand it and what we should do about it. We thank you very much for allowing us to share with those who are willing to listen. And bless our comments this day. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm, amen. Thank you, Patrick. Again, you're tuned into our Truth with Section 3 Bible Prophecy Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, and Patrick Oliver as we're talking about lawlessness in the last days. Again, those of you that are tuned into our program, we would appreciate your prayers for today's program. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my guests to the program, Nathan Jones and Patrick Oliver. Nathan, it's great to have you on. And brother, as always, it's good to be on and uh, tackling the issues of Bible prophecy with you. Awesome. And Patrick, what a pleasure it is to have you on as our guest. Yes, this is my first time on the show, and I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. And of course, for those of you that are new to our program, before we continue, we're going to share with you some information regarding the ministry. Nathan, would you be able to share with our audience how to get a hold of us, our contact information, and what we do? Well, certainly. Uh, we're all evangelists with Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry whose mission it is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And we do that in a number of different ways, primarily through our television program called Christ in Prophecy, now in its 18th season, aired on all the major networks like Daystar, uh, through our website at christinprophecy.org. And there you'll find a wealth of videos, articles, newsletters you subscribe to, uh, social media, you name it. And uh, I am the internet evangelist here at Lamb and Lion Ministries. And we are so blessed that both Vic and Dr. Oliver have joined us as assistant evangelists this year. And uh, for those folks who don't know much about Patrick, Patrick is the former police chief of Cleveland, Ohio. He is also uh, a professor at Cedarville College, and he is an assistant evangelist here at Lamb and Lion Ministries. So he brings a wealth of experience, both Bible and law enforcement, to our ministry and to the discussion. And Patrick, we're just so blessed to have you here. Oh, thank you very much. Appreciate that introduction. Yes, thank you, Nathan Jones. And of course, it is a privilege for all three of us to be here now as we serve in this wonderful ministry. And uh, Nathan, also, you guys have been doing such a fantastic job with the prophetic perspective. And uh, Patrick, you were on one of those uh, just recently. It was great to have you on. Yes, it was good to do that show with uh, Tim Moore. And so we had a uh, a good time talking about things that are of important concern to the audience today. We're just talking about policing and all that is going on today. It's of great concern to many in our country. Mm, absolutely. And then, Nathan, you guys also had a wonderful program with uh, Don Perkins, and that was fantastic as well. Yeah, Don's an evangelist with According to Prophecy Ministry. He's been partnering with our ministry for, well, probably 20 years now. Uh, but yeah, there's so much going on in the world. All the end time signs are coming together all at once. It's called a convergence of the signs pointing to the soon return of Jesus Christ that our TV show can't keep up with it. So we started creating daily 
uh, videos called Prophetic Perspectives, and we uh, the minister, evangelists here uh, teach on something that's going on in the Bible, uh, excuse me, in current events as it relates to the Bible, and we put that on our YouTube channel, which is Christ in Prophecy, and also our Instagram account. So you can check that out. And yeah, so <laughs> brother, I don't know about you, but it seems like the world has just exploded lately. And so there's just so much to talk to that points to the soon return of Jesus Christ. Mm, thank you, Nathan Jones. And yeah, there is a lot. And and one of the things that we love to do is tackle today's situations uh, as it applies to the Word of God, uh, biblically speaking. And of course, right now we have uh, a lot of issues. We have racial tensions. We have problems with the economy. Uh, we uh, On our last program, we talked about ethnos against ethnos. And uh, still this week, we see so many other things uh, bubbling up in our nation that are in need of the, uh, 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 to be addressed. And uh, that's what we're going to do here as we look at the Bible and see how our nation ought to behave in the midst of this circumstance. So, Patrick Oliver, would you be able to take us to the book of Proverbs uh, there and read for us verses 14 through 34? And then we'll talk about that. Yes, Proverbs 14, 34 says, Righteousness exalts a nation but sin is a reproach to any people. And I want to just follow that up with a question and answer it. How do you measure the righteousness of a city, a county, a state, or a nation? The answer is by their public policies and by their conformity to God's standards. So government is ordained by God. God has ordained three institutions. The institution of marriage, the church, the body of Christ followers, and government. The purpose of government is to reward good and punish evil. And so those in government should be righteous. Mm, excellent point. Nathan, I'm sure you would agree with that as well. <laughs> Who doesn't want a, a lawless country, right? I, I'd like to quote uh, Brandon Tatum. He's a uh, um, he wrote, don't let the media fool you. The majority of Americans support the police. Do not support destroying of their cities. The biggest problem with growing up black in America is not racism, police brutality, or black-on-black -black crime. It's mental brainwashing. And so we're seeing here in this country a big shift using something that's very righteous. Uh, I mean, who wouldn't agree that black lives matter? We all believe black lives matters. But we've seen in, in the world this the anti Law, this lawless faction, Antifa and many others, who have hijacked this and moved this towards absolute lawlessness in the country. I mean, we've spent year, the last four years of watching the presidency be trashed by the media and professors and all, and we're seeing the public have such disdain for our police officers who are our heroes out there defending our lives. And of course, this has got to be the fruit of it, it's watching youth grow up and now in their early adulthood they see government is, is evil and oppressive, and it's been a lie that's been given to them constantly. I think Brandon Tatum really, really pointed that out. Mm, thank you, Nathan. And of course, yeah, we, we're beginning to see that there's just so much going on. I serve as a chaplain for the Miami Gardens Police Department for many years. And uh, Patrick, of course, he's, he was, a, a, again, a police chief there for many years. And we see, uh, again, we see good and bad in a lot of these situations. We see good cops and bad cops. Uh, Patrick, from your point of view, uh, what are your take on this and what's going on right now? Well, uh, I, I want to relate it to a Bible verse, another Bible verse. 
Exodus 18, 20 through 26. This is the story of Moses being visited by his father-in-law Jethro, and he's watching Moses judge the people from morning to night, wearing himself out. And so he gives him a recommendation on how he can do this more effectively. And he tells him to select men and to teach them the statutes and laws of God, to show them the way that they should walk and the work they must do, to select from all the people able men, men that fear God, men of truth, men that hate covetousness, which is wrong or excessive desire for wealth, possessions, or greed, and place them to be rulers over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens, and judge the people of all times. Now, here's why I bring this up. This is a very appropriate way to select leaders in criminal justice and particularly law enforcement. Law enforcement officers should be men that fear God, men of the truth, hate covetousness, and they're able men that understand they're accountable to God. So law enforcement is an honorable profession. It's a great profession. It is one of the most important professions. But it needs to be done by men and women of godly character. Excellent point. And I think, Nathan, you would agree that that, that is exactly what we are needed in our nation. You and I talked about some of these uh, signs of the end times. And, and Nathan, lawlessness is one of those uh, dark things that is because we come to recognize uh, leadership is very important in how we select uh, these these leaders in these last days. Well, absolutely. My, my father-in-law is a retired police lieutenant he, up in New York, uh, just outside of uh, New York City, and he spent many years in internal affairs. So he was the policeman of the policeman. And he had some wild stories. Uh, clearly, there were some bad apples, some unprofessionalism that happened. But for the most part, and he couldn't say it enough, the men and women in blue are our thin blue line. They are our heroes. They are our defenders. My wife grew up surrounded by police officers all the time. One of her cousins became a police officer. And it so impressed my son that my son is in college now and he is doing um, the criminal justice track. And he wants to do maritime law enforcement through the Coast Guard. And so we have a, a strong respect for the law and authority, as long as it's a godly law and authority. And that's what our founding fathers believed, that, that, that law needed to be godly. And that's what justified the revolution, the American Revolution, was because it was a, the King George was not representing God and he was oppressing the people. And so, but we have a country that's founded on godly morals and traditions. We have godly men, hopefully most of them, put in charge. And, and But this is where, as we our country becomes more godless, we're having more and more godless men and women in government and in law enforcement, which taints government and then makes people more skeptical to it. And we've seen just in the last few decades, more and more people don't trust the government. I think the latest statistics I saw was something like 27% of the country had any trust in our government anymore. Now, how can you have a country stay together and be unified when its people don't trust its own government anymore? Mm, excellent point, Nathan. Again, for those of you that just tuned in, you're tuned into The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, and Patrick Oliver, as we're talking about lawlessness in the last days. And Nathan and Patrick, I agree with you. Uh, my daughter, she's in government uh, right now. My son, he's in the Marines. 
just uh, yesterday, uh, they shipped him from Hawaii. He's heading to uh, Japan right now. And oh, wow. we, yeah, we encourage them how important their role is uh, in government, in whatever they're doing, because like Patrick mentioned, really that's what this society needs, more godly men and women to be in these roles. So Patrick, another question for you. I mean, would you agree that there is still maybe some room there for, for some reform when it comes to the police department? Maybe there's room there to continue to make things better. Yes. You know, when you think about it, here's some recent history, and I'll just name a few names, not all the names that are pertinent here, but we've had Trayvon Martin, Eric Gardner, Michael Brown, Tamir Rice, John Crawford, and now George Floyd. This has caused many people in America, particularly some minorities, to ask, how long will this go on? And so there's a concern about improper use of force and officers that don't police in a constitutional way. This is very important and critical because no one in our society has more authority than a law enforcement officer. A law enforcement officer can give a verbal warning. He or she can give a written warning. He or she can issue a citation, which is a summons to appear in court at a later time. He can make an arrest, which means taking someone into custody. He or she can make an arrest with force if that person refuses to comply. Or a law enforcement officer can use deadly force to protect their life or the life of a community member. So from verbal warning to deadly force is how much authority a law enforcement officer has in our society. That is something that takes a tremendous amount of discretion to use that authority properly. And that level of authority is something that's not possessed by a mayor, nor by a congressman, or by a judge, or a U.S. Senator, or even the president. And so there's a small portion of law enforcement officers who are causing some serious damage. And so uh, there is some reform that is needed in law enforcement. Excellent point. Thank you so much, Patrick. And Nathan, I think you would agree uh, with that as well, that, that there is room there for improvement. Uh, as we mentioned, it's, it's, it's great power and authority that individuals are given, and that also uh, needs to be used responsibly, right, Nathan? There is, you know, uh, one of the policemen up in Oklahoma recently came out with a letter, and it was just heartbreaking. He says policing is the only job that you can do everything right and still be fired and per prosecuted. And my father-in-law, mm -hmm. uh, being a police lieutenant, was uh, he was glad when he retired. And, you know, it was it's just such my son when he talks to police officers and asks them, uh, you know, guidance and in, in going into the field, tell him go be a fireman because you don't want to be a police officer. I saw even today. Uh, this African-American woman slapping a white cop silly. And he just stood there and took it for fear of responding. His duty, his job is to defend himself. No one should be treating a police officer like that. The African-American partner cop of his actually punched the woman out because she was assaulting a police officer and he got suspended. And so it, it, it's, it's weird. It's, we're in a time where, you know, COVID lockdown got rid of our entertainment 
our sports, our school, our friends, our jobs. And so we've got this whole population that has nothing to do. And all of a sudden this explodes. People who don't have the Lord still need a cause to believe in. And so fighting for the rights of, I mean, what we saw with George Floyd was just horrible. But, you know, there's bad eggs amongst police officers and there's bad eggs amongst every person of every ethnicity. So, but we're seeing this, this great lawlessness. And if I have just a sec, Vic, I'd like to go to the Black Lives Matters website because obviously that's all the talk right now is Black Lives Matter. And, and you go to the What We Believe page and you go down the page and it says some wonderful things about how important black lives are around the world and, and all that. But then it gets really weird. It says, we make space for transgendered brothers and sisters. Uh, it says, we want to dismantle cisgender, which means home, uh, heterosexual privilege. Uh, they go down to say that um, th we want to make our spaces family, family friendly and disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family. We foster the queer affirming network. And then if you want to give a donation to Black Lives Matters, it takes you to a website. And when you look at where that money goes to, most of it goes to Bernie Sanders. What does Bernie Sanders have to do with making Black Lives better? So again and again, we're, we're seeing a anti-government establishment using something righteous, a righteous cause to further their own cause. And again, this is a sign of the end times because we're getting closer to the man of lawlessness to come up on a tide of lawlessness, and we're seeing that in our country. It's a one of the signs of the end times. Yeah, no, no, and I definitely agree with that, and that's why, uh, again, I always tell individuals, Ephesians chapter 6, uh, verses 10 uh, through 13, it talks about the warfare, the strings that are being pulled behind the scenes, and if we don't use wisdom, if we don't let the Holy Spirit allow us to see what's really going on, it's very easy for many of us to get wrapped up and be fighting a battle that needs to be fought with prayer on our knees and using wisdom. And, and one of the things that I find there is Proverbs chapter 29, verse 2. Can you take us there, Nathan, Proverbs 29, verse 2? Uh, and then we'll, we'll let Patrick also talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, the verse reads, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when a wicked man rules, the people groan. Patrick, Patrick, any thoughts on that one? Yes. Uh, once again, we need to have righteous people in government. It is very important that godly men and women serve. Uh, law enforcement is a noble, great profession. It has many great people in it. As a matter of fact, I am a blue blood. My dad was a law enforcement officer in Cleveland. He worked in homicide for many years. Oh, wow. And so I was drawn to the profession because I see it as an honorable one with very good men and women who love what they do, and want to serve people. And so it's important that people out there get involved with their local police, support the local police, and be involved in government. Christians mm. need to be involved in government. Excellent point. Uh, Nathan, uh, you, were, uh, you, you were also sharing a little bit about your background there with family members, uh, and th uh, that involvement of understanding them is a way that we can learn to pray for them, and that's why I've been serving for a number of years as a chaplain, as a volunteer with the police department. I've been involved in many ride-alongs with them in the daytime and the nighttime, and it really gives me an appreciation for what these brave men and women 
uh, do. And I'm sure, Patrick, of course, you that was your role for many, many years. Uh, and Nathan, you, you, I think you would agree that we definitely uh, thank the Lord for these individuals and, and the choice that they made to serve our country, right? Absolutely. Again, an impossible job because they're supposed to bring law and order, but they're not being supported by their own mayors or governors. I mean, look at the Antifa uh, demilitarized zone they created it, the country of Chaz, or now it's Chop, and the mayor of Seattle supports it. Uh, you know, she might as well go down there and spend a few days with them and sees the crime, the rape, the drugs, the people living in fear and terror. I mean, it's a great example of what lawlessness turns into. And you got to be a student of history. I mean, any country, and especially in Central America, that was taken over by a, a dictator started out as a socialist challenge. A a revolution of the people to make lives better, to uh, invoke socialism. But without God, without God's love, with forgiveness and compassion, it turns into a totalitarian state. And if you look at the Russian Revolution, the Bolshevik Revolution, and Mao's Great Revolution in the 50s, what is the end result? Whoever disagrees with the socialists or the communists gets murdered. And millions upon millions of people have died at the hands of this humanist utopia that these people are trying to bring in. So Let's say that we continue to allow this leftist progressive so-called takeover of the United States to occur. We're going to be Russia. And who's going to be the people murdered? Those Christians, those people who show God's love and compassion. So it really shows you without God, you get bad government. Mm, excellent point. And of course, uh, and the Bible has a lot to say about uh, uh, submitting to authority and government. Uh, Patrick, will you be able to take us to Romans chapter 13? And read for us there verses one through seven, just in case someone out there doesn't have a Bible and is not familiar uh, with these passages. Okay, it'll take me a, a moment to get there, but uh, here it is. Um, Let every soul be subject to governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, Whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be afraid of authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise for the same. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is God's minister and avenger to execute on him who practices evil. Therefore, you must be subject not only because of wrath, but also for conscience sake. You know, for because of it just, it just says, and, and that, that was the end of verse 7. So, and it just talks about in verse 8, for this reason you pay taxes. But go ahead, Vic. Yeah, no, Patrick, I was going to say this is also a, a great applicable passage that definitely you can comment to us on because you, you served in this role for, for so many years. And this was a role that you took as a great responsibility and privilege. Yes. I mean, this is a, a passage that talks about the role of government. And once again, government is God-ordained, and they are God's minister of justice in this life. People who have been hurt or harmed through no fault of their own should be brought to justice by those in government so that they will get their just desserts. In other words, the punishment fits the crime. 
God expects government to judge them in this life. He will judge them in the next life. So government plays an important role, and government is most suited for Christians who understand that they're accountable to God as ministers of justice. Excellent point. And Nathan, you would agree that we do have a responsibility also to obey the, 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 the government. Only when things are against God's laws should we really uh, uh, be more resistant. But as far as following the law, and if it's nothing that contradicts the Bible, we're called to obey, right, Nathan? Absolutely. Uh, you know, we get this question a lot at the ministry. Well, was the Revolutionary War of our country righteous? I mean, after reading Romans 13, you're like, well, what what were the founding fathers thinking? And they would point to the story in Acts where Peter and John were taken before the Sanhedrin and James, and they were uh, told to stop preaching about God. Now, the Sanhedrin at the time was the highest authority in ancient Israel, uh, of course, underneath the Romans who controlled them at the time. And they said, stop preaching about Jesus Christ resurrected. And basically, Peter said, God is a higher authority to you, than you. We have to keep preaching. And based on that story, it's a lot of interesting to read a lot of the writings of the founding fathers. They're like, well, when a government ceases to be righteous, therefore it can be overthrown. And, you know, Satan knows this. So what does he do? He constantly tells people that that our government is corrupt and evil, that the president is a, a huge racist, and that our police are just a bunch of brutes who want to murder people. Well, no wonder that people are, they feel, a lot of them, it's interesting, I was watching a psychologist being interviewed about this, a lot of these Antifa guys think they're doing the right thing, that they're overthrowing an unjust government. And it, it boggles the mind. Of course, a lot of them are evil, too, and they just want to overthrow the government and have chaos. But what we're seeing is, is that it's a natural reaction for humanity to overthrow a government that is considered corrupt and evil. Unfortunately, and through the media especially, a constant reiteration that, that our government is evil and must be overthrown. But yeah, every government is filled with humans. They're going to have flaws. They're going to have problems. But for the most part, America is the only country that ever was founded on the word of God. And his motto is in God we trust. We make mistakes, but hopefully we do better. But overthrow the government and replace it with what? And I think what they want to replace it with is a global government with a global leader. And we know that is, according to Bible prophecy, how this will end with a one world government ruled by Satan himself through the Antichrist. Mm, excellent point. And again, Nathan, that's exactly why we are approaching these matters from a biblical perspective, because we know behind the scenes what's really going on. We know where all this is leading. We see the signs of the times right before us. And Patrick, you would agree that, I mean, the, 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 these events really show us how close we are to the return of the Lord. Yes, we certainly are in the season of the Lord's return. It's getting darker and darker. Um, but Christians should not live in fear. And so we should be busy praying for all of our uh, officials in government. We should be studying our Bibles during these turbulent times. God is screaming at us. He's calling us closer to him. We should be sharing the gospel with everyone, believing that the time is short before the rapture. Um, and we should get involved with government in whatever role that we can. So we need to be active in our faith because uh, the Lord expects us to be. Mm -hmm. Excellent point, Patrick. And you made a good point, and that is we should not live in fear. If you're tuned into this program and maybe you're fearful, 
uh, maybe what you're lacking is a true relationship with God. If your heart is maybe filled with hate or confusion, uh, the Holy Spirit can change that and can transform you. And we are encourage you to turn your life over to Jesus even right now. And Nathan, before we close the program, we often give an opportunity for people to come to the Lord. Would you be able, Nathan, to share with that person on the other side that maybe hasn't trusted in Christ, how they can start the relationship with him even right now? Absolutely. Well, when I had a good conversation with Don Perkins, he's an African-American evangelist, a wise man, one of my mentors. And he said there's a threefold cure to, to racism that we're saying we're seeing in society today. And that is uh, compassion, forgiveness, and the Holy Spirit. And you can't have any of those until you have been accepted that Jesus Christ forgave you. That is the cure to all our problems. Society will continue to have all the stress and the racism and the brutality and all because we don't have Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. And if you're looking for an answer society, it begins with you. Each and every one of us need to surrender our lives to Jesus Christ. And you can do that by praying in your heart something like, Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Lord and Savior. And Jesus will do that. Your sins will be forgiven. The guilt will be gone. The punishment for your sins will be taken away. And you will inherit eternal life with Jesus Christ. Now, the Holy Spirit will come in you, God's Spirit. And you will learn compassion and you will forgive just as the Lord forgave you. And by showing Christ's love to the world, that's how we transform society. Mm, thank you so much, Nathan Jones. And maybe you're tuned into this program and you just trusted in Christ. We would love to hear from you. Give us a call, 305-992-9537. We would love to pray with you, give you a Bible, give you some literature so that you can continue to grow in the Lord. And we would encourage you, find a good church that teaches the Word of God and get plugged in there because it's exciting. We just want to celebrate with you and congratulate you on that. So Nathan and Patrick, wow, what an amazing program and how much time flies. Here we are at the tail end of the program, but it's been such a pleasure to have both of you on. So Patrick, what a great uh, uh, blessing it, it was to have you here. And hopefully, Patrick, you can be more of a regular in our program, right? Amen. I, I would love to. Praise the Lord. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. And Nathan, like always, thank you so much for helping us expound on these scriptures and what a privilege it's been to uh, do this program with both of you. So it's great to have you on too, Nathan. Amen, brothers. Thank you. And for those of you that are part of the program, we pretty much ran out of time for this segment of the program. But again, we thank you for being part of our program, Vic Batista. Nathan Jones and Patrick Oliver, we want to say goodbye. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. 